Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from The Man Who Saved the Universe, written by C. H. Thames. Long before Star Wars, Johnny Mayhem ruled pulp sci-fi. To save the universe, Johnny Mayhem risked his life over and over and over. He could travel anywhere mentally and enter the body of anyone on any planet. But if he stayed longer than thirty days, Mayhem died. An encounter with aliens had given him an extra-human power, but it had also put him beyond the pale of love and friendship forever. For the first time in audiobook form, here are the never-reprinted adventures of one of the most popular and notable pulp science fiction series heroes of the mid-1950s. Mayhem is literally the man who saved the universe, and the price he pays for it is a terrible one. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from The Man Who Saved the Universe. Chapter 1 It was already dark when Johnny Mayhem made his way, swiftly across the quadrangle fronting on the glass-walled skyscraper, which was Galactic League headquarters on Makum, Sirius's fifth planet. He would be glad to leave Makum, he thought. Even as Frontier Worlds went, it was a bleak, desolate place. He shrugged as he entered the building. It did not matter. He would go wherever they sent him next. A small, thin Macumbian in the lobby recognized him. All the Macumbians seemed small and thin, for the cold, bare world could not nurture more robust individuals. Old Angus Macomb, as Johnny remembered it, had gone out planet-hunting far in the rear of the mainstream of colonization. The result was the mean little world which bore his name, Macomb. The Macumbian in the lobby said, You're Johnny Mayhem, ain't you? I seen you breaking up the riot over at Center City. I, I want to shake your hand, sir. I'm for the League myself. Johnny shook hands mechanically and kept walking. That was very bad, he thought. He had to hurry. This Macumbian was for the League, but most of them weren't. Not yet. After what had happened at Center City, they would come here looking for him with blood in their eyes. Provided the Macumbian who had recognized him talked, he would. They always did. When you meet a legend face to face, you have to tell people. Johnny smiled bitterly and let the vac lift whisk him to the top floor of the skyscraper. The League Firstman, please, Johnny told the receptionist. She was a tall, blonde, good-looking girl who could never have been born Macomb, on Anderson, probably, the second Syrian planet. He never sees anyone without an appointment, sir. She was careful to be courteous but not subservient, Johnny noticed. The hallmark of the League, spread thin like the redcoats of ancient Earth tradition, but not spread as thin as Johnny Mayhem. Now, it did not matter. He would never walk out of the office. Here in the League building, he could reveal his identity. I am Johnny Mayhem, he said quietly. The half-dozen Macumbians looked up as if someone had suddenly announced the coming of God. Or Satan. That's different, sir, the blonde girl from Anderson said. The simple announcement of his name had peeled off her poise like a thin veneer. She seemed nervous and awed. Women always reacted that way to Johnny Mayhem, the living, breathing legend. Look 
but don't touch. It was flattering, but hardly rewarding in other ways. You may go right in, sir, the blonde girl said. The six Macumbians stared at him until he went through the archway beyond the receptionist's desk to the door marked Austin Harmody, Galactic League Firstman. Harmody was a big, heavy man with puffy gray smudges under his eyes, plenty of benzedrine, but not enough sleep. As a League Firstman on a backward planet, he would be lucky if he got four hours a day to himself in brief snatches. He was paid well and not expected to live very long. Johnny Mayhem was paid nothing, and whether he was truly alive as other men are alive was a matter scientists have never been able to decide. Harmody pushed aside a plastic file folder and stared at Johnny, over a bridge he made with his big hands. What do you want? he said. I don't recall any appointments for this hour. I am Mayhem, Johnny said. You are to call the hub at once and tell them I'm here. He looked at his chrono. I have exactly 15 more minutes in this body. You can tell them. Then I'll be dead. Tell them my work on Makum is finished, and I'm ready for a new assignment. My God! So you're mayhem! I never expected to see you in the flesh, and, and that's a fact! You're the only man on Makum who can contact the hub, aren't you? I had to come here. Yes, but... Harmony let the thought drift. Mari, you're younger than I expected. I'm neither young nor old. I am what I am at the moment. I don't know what I'll be like next time. Harmony scowled his disbelief. Will you really get into a new body? Like a suit of clothes or something? Not quite, my friend. Look, I now have less than 14 minutes. In less than 14 minutes, I'll be dead. If the hub doesn't get a beam on my Elan when I die... I'm liable to spend the next few years haunting Macoon without a body. You wouldn't want to take responsibility, would you? Harmody said he would not. He jabbed his thumb into the war reader of the safe behind his desk, waited a moment until the safe slid open. The subspace radio with its tight beam from Macoon to the hub of the galaxy beyond the star swarms at Ophiuchus rolled out. He did something with the dials, paused ten seconds while the incredibly powerful subspace signal probed its way not through the void of space, but under it. Then he said, This is Austin Harmony, Galactic League Firstman on Makum, Syrian system, calling the hub. I have Johnny Mayhem here in my office. Johnny smiled. Harmony had not asked for identification. No one ever did. There was something about him, about Johnny Mayhem, the living legend. You feared and respected him instinctively, and if he revealed his identity, you believed him. The radio voice squawked back. Man, we haven't left this radio in hours. We were going to call you. What happened there on Macoom? Austin Harmony related how Johnny had broken up the riots at Center City and forced the Macoombian president to sign his renewal of agreement with the League. Nine minutes, Johnny said. Harmony looked at him and turned pale. My God, Mayhem, I don't want to be responsible. You take the radio, will you? Johnny nodded and picked up the small mic. This is me, he said. What's up? We've got one for you, Johnny. A big one. Aren't they all? No, a real big one. You won't like it. Eight minutes, said Johnny. Do you have a beam on me? 
Don't worry, pal. We won't let that Elon of yours get away. We're sending the beam out now. Johnny had never seen the people at the hub, but he liked them. The mayhem legend awed them less than it awed most people, perhaps because the only contact they ever had with him was by radio. Where are you sending me? Johnny asked. You're gonna hate our guts, pal. I'm listening. We've got one on Earth, Johnny. Earth? You're kidding. New York Earth. We'll phase you in when you transmigrate. I'm sorry, Johnny, but you're the only one who can handle it. You know I said any place but Earth. That was the deal I made. Yes, you can always refuse. Hey, we've got you on our beam now. It's all right to drop dead. Thanks a lot. The beam is rigged so I go to Earth? That's right, pal. Which gives me about six minutes to make up my mind. All right. Hold on and I'll let you know. Austin Harmony was sitting like a man in a dream, trying to remember every word. In his own right, he was an important functionary of the Galactic League, a planetary firstman. But now he was becoming part, a minute part, of a legend. He said, I want to remember everything. You won't like it, Johnny said. You won't like the end. I'm going to die here. As long as I've seen you, I'm satisfied. Harmony, what would you do if they wanted to send you to the one place in the galaxy where everyone hates you before you even get there, except for one girl? He thought, but did not say aloud, who loves you. But it's too late for that now, because she's married. It's always too late. You couldn't expect her to wait for a dead man. Are you serious, Johnny Mayhem? You really want my opinion? No. I guess I was thinking out loud. Four minutes, the radio voice said. Just then, Harmony's office intercom buzzed. Johnny recognized the voice of the tall blonde girl from Anderson. Mr. Harmony, sir? There's trouble. A delegation of McComb Firsters. Someone told them Johnny Mayhem was here. They said they're going to kick Johnny Mayhem off their planet or cut him to pieces or, or both. What shall I do? I can't keep them out of here much longer. Send for the police, Austin Harmony cried. Hold it, Johnny said. Don't send for the police. My work is done here, Harmony. Sure, the Macumbians hate me. They're chauvinistic like any other planetary people. They can't help hating me after what happened. Listen to me, Harmony. Listen and do what I tell you. It's the final touch. It ought to give you a 50-year head start as galactic firstman among the Macumbians. Do you have guts, Harmony? I... I don't know. Let the Macumbian delegation in. I'll threaten you. I'll start yelling something, it doesn't matter what. Do you have some kind of weapon? Yes, but... Good. I'll strike you. I want you to shoot me, Harmony. I want you to kill me. Harmony swallowed hard. Oh, I couldn't do anything like that. Oh, no, oh, no, sir, no, really, no, sir, no. You fool, Johnny Mayhem shouted. Get control of yourself. Don't you realize I'm going to die anyway? In a little more than two minutes. You heard me talking with the people at the hub, didn't you? Yes, but I couldn't kill you. Where is it? Your gun. The galactic firstman reached into a drawer of his desk and took out a nerve blaster. He held it on the flat of his hand and looked at it doubtfully. See? Johnny said. It's a nerve blaster. A painless way to die. 
it severs all the synapses, including the involuntary ones. You just forget to breathe. Your heart forgets to beat. What could be simpler? I still can't. A minute and a half, Johnny said. He leaned over the desk and spoke into the intercom. Miss, send in those Macumbians, please. Seconds later, the door opened. Harmony watched it, fascinated. His hands were trembling. That was fine, Johnny thought. It would help convince the Macumbians. They hated Johnny Mayhem. They did not understand that what he'd done was for the good of the galaxy as a whole. They thought too much of Macum, a brash, young, inadequate frontier world. If they joined the Galactic League only reluctantly, that might mean a new flare-up at any time. But if they saw the League's number one representative on Macum fight with and kill Johnny Mayhem... I'm warning you, Harmody, Johnny said as several Macumbians entered the room. You'll do exactly as I say. You know damn well I don't give a hang for the League. It's me, it's Johnny Mayhem that matters. I want you to call the Hub and give them some trumped-up charge about Macum. You understand? If the Macumbians won't do things my way, I want Hub bombers to level every single city on this planet. Harmony was sweating, but he gave Johnny a little smile which said he finally understood. Johnny said, If you don't do it, I'll radio the Hub myself. He went around behind the desk and pretended to adjust the controls of the subspace radio. Don't let him, Mr. Harmony, the leader of the Macumbians bleated. Keep away from that radio, mayhem, Harmony said in a grim voice. I can't let you do anything like that. Johnny looked at his chrono. He had seconds only. Try and stop me, he said. Harmony swore at him very convincingly and began to grapple with him. Johnny struck the first man hard enough to knock him down. Harmony got up grimly with the nerve blaster in his hand. This is Johnny Mayhem on Macomb, Johnny said into the microphone. I want you to... You've got to stop him, Mr. Harmony, the leader of the Macumbians pleaded. Austin Harmony shuddered and fired the nerve blaster at Johnny's face. Johnny's last thought before he died was that he hadn't made any decision about Earth, which meant that was where they were sending him. We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from The Man Who Saved the Universe. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.